Chris Charles of Idle Features, and my guest with me on the line, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, is actress, model, stunt driver, and featured walker on The Walking Dead, Kristen Azure. How are you this evening, Kristen? Hello, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, besides what I mentioned, you're also a film producer, and you've done a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes roles. Yes, yes, um, yes. My I do locations and um, and have started producing films over the last few years. Uh, We did Cherry Bomb for the Atlanta Forty Eight Hour Film Project a few weeks a few months ago, and we won the um, Audience Choice Awards and Best Practical Effects. So those are two of the best awards you can win with that. And um, now we're planning to turn that into a feature and then hopefully on to a series. Okay, outstanding. Uh, We'll cover some more of that later. Um, Since this is a Halloween season and you were a featured walker, as they call Mm -hmm. them, on The Walking Dead, let's get started with that because I know there are probably many Walking Dead fans. Oh, yes, they there sure are. I went to a signing yesterday uh, down in Noonan, Georgia, and um, and it's great. The the fans are very different and unique with The Walking Dead because you know we're you know featured featured spots is what we have, mm-hmm. and we're treated a lot like we're part of the cast. Yeah. And you know the fans just go nuts over us, and and it really it's it's very flattering, and it's it's really a great experience, and and of course being on set with everyone the cast and crew there are just tremendous and i've worked on so many different sets through atlanta and uh there's just nothing like the walking dead people they really are great now how long did it take you to get transformed into a a walker several it just depends on the looks um Mm -hmm. but anywhere from an hour to two and a half hours on some people they you know if you're doing full body stuff and on the chest and you know, it's more involved, so it'll take a little longer. But the longest time I've I spent in the chair was about two and a half hours, and you know that's with a bald cap, and then they put more hair on top, and you know just do everything. It's fun. Now, how long were your days on the set when you were shooting? Generally, they you'll work anywhere from ten to twelve hours. Um, there's been times that I've been on set for two or four hours. That they come in, you do a specific thing, and shoot it and go get it removed um but uh but a lot of most of the time you're going to spend anywhere from 10 to 12 hours on set and and it is very hot like they say oh yeah i can imagine now i understand there is actually a zombie school you go to yes i i had the opportunity of going to zombie school for season four now Um, does everybody go to that or just the ones who are going to be featured walkers no, it's, you know, to me, it's like a meet and greet. They want to see what the new talent is that they're going to be working with for the new season and mm-hmm. um, and photo ops and, you know, get to meet the walkers and they get to meet Greg and a lot of the makeup team are, are there and um, the producers. And so it's, uh, you know, they don't really, they don't really teach you, you know, what, what to do. They kind oh, of I let see. you do what you would do naturally and they kind of, you know, shape and say, okay, no, I don't like that, you know, so don't do that again. Or, you know, but they, uh, they kind of, you know, they want to see what you can bring and what you do with it because we are the characters. So right. now do they brief you on what a walker is? A walker is just, you know, a reanimated corpse that just runs on instinct. Do they say that, did they say don't show emotion, just be robot like or 
Yeah, they will. And, and more so on the day when you're out there filming, um, you know, they, they're, they're having fun and we're goofing off and getting the jitters out for Walker, uh, for the zombie school. But, you know, on the day when, when you're filming, they'll say, you know, okay, tone it down or give me more or, or, you know, growl, you know, do this, you know, do that. And so they get exactly what they want for that moment. It's, uh, cause a lot of times, you know, the, the scenes are set for, you know, with certain characters and they're trying to pull that emotion and create that connection with mm-hmm. the zombies and with the characters and the viewer. So uh, it is a magical thing they do. Yeah, yeah. Now, how do they go about choosing the more prominent walkers? I mean, the ones who are going to break into some place or take a bite out of one of the featured actors. How do they go about uh, that? That is going to go on physical ability. Um, uh-huh. A lot of times, if it's more involved uh, and you know maybe a high fall or you know of course fire stuff they're going to bring stunt people in for that but there's there's a lot of stuff that that you know they have everyone do but a lot of the way that they're chosen is on the way that they look and the facial features um you know the eyes sizes Mm -hmm. and uh for contacts and you know who's going to look the best close up and then they'll just bring whatever it is you know they bring you to life right there yeah. in front of the lens and uh, and you know it just it happens it's it's ma- it is magic okay. now i mean is there somebody from the crew that kind of t- lines you up and takes a look at all of you and and says yeah you look just perfect for this certain part yes uh extras casting atlanta they mm-hmm. have um they are the ones who let all of that and they get the specifics down from production and say, okay, this is what we need for the day. And, uh, and they, they find the people that, that they need to, to fill that spot and give them that look. So there is a specific group of people and they, they work diligently and I've seen, you know, how busy they are. And it's, it is crazy. They go through so many people because a lot of times they'll have, I've been on set with over a thousand background people and, um, and featured people, you know, everyone, all of the, all the walkers. It is really a huge crowd. And then they'll have some specific ones that they're going to do the close-ups with. And they'll have more specifics that are going to do stunts. And then they'll have the ones that are doing, you know, the close interaction with, uh, with the actors. And, um, and those will be the hero walkers that, um, that get the big prosthetics and the full makeup looks and the fun days. Mm-hmm. Now, I assume your stunt background helped you get some of the more, the more prominent walker roles? being willing to do anything gets you into the walker roles yes Mm. and um and so you know as long as you're willing to take direction and do exactly what they say to do and and you know hold still don't take it upon yourself to ad lib or do something that you think is going to be great then you know just do what you're told then that's what is going to get you coming back Okay. Now you've pretty much already answered uh, this question of mine I had on my notes. Many Walking Dead fans are as familiar with you as they are with the actors who play the living characters. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've, um, yeah. when the, you go to conventions and mm-hmm. um, Walking Dead mm-hmm. events, you're sort of given the same clout 
as the actors who play the living characters, aren't you? Yes. Uh, now, do the yes. fans, do the hardcore fans recognize you? Do they say, oh, yeah, you were the walker in this scene, or do they have a name for you? Yes. You know, they, of course, with Talking Dead, um, we all pull our names, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they call you, and uh, we're kind of given our name. Um, but, or they'll, you know, have a, a specific name on set that they'll be, they'll call you all day. So yeah, they, the fans do recognize those and it's, it is so wild how, how they, uh, I've been recognized in a grocery store near my house and someone said, yes, well, as because from Facebook, of course. Oh, okay. Yes. And, and so they, I wouldn't say you're unrecognizable with that makeup on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, cause there's, um, the cover for this 2017 Walker calendar has this particular pictures that's been used several times in the other calendars. And so I've just been told, and it's also being used for an amusement park in, um, in Germany. Um, so it's, you know, it's being used pretty well and, and which is very exciting for me, but, so with that, then it also goes along with the other projects that I have going on and, you know, and then they see me normally out at, you know, events mm-hmm. or whatever. And, right. um, and so, but, but yeah, this, it, it, I feel like it was a freak moment because mm-hmm. I don't really live in town, you know, so, um, but fans are everywhere. Now that was your most prominent walker, I assume. Yes. Is, is there a name for her? Do they call her by a certain name? That that picture is actually from a promo shoot. Um, it was, you know, one of the uh, oh, for stills. Oh, okay, it wasn't a. That was not in the episode. Shot no. from the scene. Correct. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. And uh, so, but the story behind that, um, they had me in for a, a photo shoot that, that day, and uh, they had put me on the ground in front of Lincoln on my knees, mm-hmm. and he reared back with the revolver and slapped me across the face and I spit out the blood all over the wall and the photographers and everyone. And, um, and then they, they stood me up in front of that wall and took my picture. Mm. And then they brought all of the cast in and stood them in front of that wall with my blood mm-hmm. and took their picture. So for season six, if you'll look at the, uh, the headshots, the promo shots that they did, I and all of the cast have the same headshot. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of, it's a really, it's cool for me because there's a, a little story behind that and, um, and it's a cool picture, but yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of them and they're really amazing. Yeah. That's great. The photographer is super awesome. Okay. So, uh, moving on, uh, back up to your early career in showbiz was modeling how you got your start in front of the camera. It is. Um, yes, I I started in my very young years, and um, my well, my grandmother put me in front of the camera and took me to photographers, and um, and then in my teens, I started doing a little bit, and um, and then it just kind of evolved from there. Which and I started having children. I uh, got married and all of that. So uh, so then I had them involved in it a little, and just. Um, Got into the trade show and exhibit industry and did graphic art and um, went to uh, a few trade shows. And so I was able to use all of that for when the TV industry came and, and film. And it's it's given me a lot of resources for uh, for what I do now, which mm-hmm. is 
producing um, films and taking care of locations because living in in Atlanta all my life, I know most everything there is to know about Georgia. Now, I know you have an extensive portfolio. I've just seen some uh, samples. You've done bikini, fashion. Yes, um, everything everything except for nude, of course. Um, uh, but I do artist modeling. Um, there's several makeup artists that I sit for right now um, with Norcosco and Travis Pates. He is a tremendous, tremendous makeup artist. And I, I met him during Hunger Games. And uh, so I've sat for him several times, and uh, and we've done some great work together. And Cynthia Marie, she I've sat for her and and several others. And uh, so I enjoy I enjoy the body paint and mm-hmm. becoming a character. And um, and then also I had done for Dan Bush uh, the Vault. He's got a film coming out, and I played the dead character of one of the the actresses and and my being on the walking dead and mm-hmm. good with prosthet- prosthetics and that's all that's what they're looking for and then also recently uh stand against evil i don't know if you've heard of that but the uh it's a new ifc show uh, that's coming out and it looks really really good um i was a a black woods forest demon so mm. that is a really cool shot. I've got, I've seen the picture and mm-hmm. I've got it, but I can't share it yet because they haven't gone public with it. They're still in the the beginning of their promos with that. So I want to, you know, save all that good stuff for when they're ready. Right. Okay. Um, now, what have been some of your most memorable photo shoots, for good or bad reasons? Oh, memorable. The ones on on the beach are, are always fun mm-hmm. because, you know, those are a lot of times it's a model photographer shootout. You know, there's a lot of, you know, action going around and everybody's taking pictures and it's just fun. And and there's girls to play with and, you know, and just, you know, have fun. And um, and so those are those are great. But the the costumes are really, really fun because you get mm-hmm. to transform into somebody else uh-huh. and and it's very different from the sexy beach looks and bikini shots and mm-hmm. fashion it's just it's fun <laughs> is there any particular shoot you recall as standing out as being very memorable kim sims on with stand against evil we did some really cool pictures in the uh in the woods and they had the prosthetics on my hands and mm-hmm. uh, and full face and neck and those as soon as they come out um you'll see exactly what i mean but mm-hmm. they it's amazing what these makeup artists can do now i saw a photo of you circa 1992 next to a 1966 mustang in a Hooters, oh. in a Hooters uniform as a Hooters girl you were a Hooters girl yes with yes, uh, t- two of your fellow Hooters girls Yes. What, yes. Uh, what was your experience uh, like as a Hooters girl? That has got to be one of the things that has shaped me. I, you know, I into you know for what I do today. I am a great hostess. I'm a great server. Mm-hmm. But being being at Hooters on Terra Boulevard in, in the '90s, we had fun and. We, you know, there was, we were all sisters. We, we hung out together. We were friends and there was just no, no, none of the, none of the drama that you see in the girls today. It's, mm-hmm. It was a totally different world. And, um, you know, we, I had fun. I loved it. And, and it, it did, it, you know, it, it taught me to serve people and, you know, and have fun with it and enjoy and like to put a smile on someone's face and, mm-hmm. 
because Hooters you know, Corporation is a much different today than it was back then, and you know they've had they've had some changes and all of that, but everything does it changes and but yeah, I did a lot of car shows and uh, a lot of photo shoots for them and um, promos and it was just a bunch of girls out having fun. Now I see you were wearing roller skates in that yeah. photo. You uh, girls were car hops. Well, we just for the car shows. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes, you know, if we wanted to, it was fun. But you, you would know? serve the cars outdoors. As no, 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 no. We were just there to do a photo shoot and just to pose with the cars. And oh, I see. That was and that was a uh, and, that was a car okay. show. I yes, thought it was a car yes. that happened to be parked in the Hooters parking lot. Oh no! Because yeah, I know yeah. sometimes guys, well, girls too, I guess, mm-hmm. guys will take their cars to the to Hooters and have some of the of girls course. come outside and pose with yeah. the car. So that's what I thought. Yeah, it would and sometimes we did wear the skates around in the in the restaurant, but oh, really? you know, it's not as easy to you know, especially when you're busy and uh-huh. there's toes and you're yeah. you know in tight spots and mm-hmm. it's you know, but it's if there wasn't a whole lot going on, we oh yes, we pulled out the the hula hoops and um, mm-hmm. and played out by the street and got. Got the kids to hula hoop with us and had bus tub races. And uh, I don't know if you know what that is, but you have one girl in the bus tub and then another girl is pushing. And, you know, you race from the front yeah. of the store to the back. And it's just, Yeah, I can imagine. You know. I've never seen that, but yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Huh? Yeah, I've done uh, yeah. interviews with a few Hooters girls in the past. I even wrote an article to try to get a little behind-the-scenes info on what it's like to be a Hooters girl. Um, do you mind my asking, what was your biggest tip ever? Oh, okay. Well, I had this little Asian man come in, and he ordered. I will never forget this night. Um, it was close to closing time, and I had already started breaking down my section and cleaning everything and getting everything together. And so he came in. He wanted ten wings and mm-hmm. some fries. This was the so, one and only time you saw him. One and only time, yes. Mm-hmm. And so, and he ordered a beer. Um, mm-hmm. And so he, you know, he ate and I said, hey, to him, you know, didn't really sit down and spend much time with him. But, you know, because I really was thinking, I want to get out of here. Yeah. This place is dead. <laughs> it's time to go. And so, you know, I'm, I'm cleaning up and, I, you know, go and take him his check. And uh, and he says, I want to speak with the manager. And I was like, well, oh, my gosh, you know, is everything OK? Is there anything I can do for you? And he said, no, I just want to speak to the manager. And I said, are you sure? You know, and he said, you're fine. I just want to see your guy. And so, you know, and so I went and got Scott and brought him over. And, I, you know, I'm standing there going, what in the world could he possibly say? And he said, this establishment that you have here, I have never seen anything like this and that I just came into town and I'm staying in a hotel across the street mm-hmm. and she is so nice and smiles and is so pleasant. I Here is my credit card mm-hmm. and you can have whatever tip you want. Wow. And I looked at my manager and I said, I can't do that. And, I, and he said, I said, but sir, you just tip me, you know, however whatever you think my service is worth. And he said, but this is great. And I don't know how to put a price tag on mm. this. Now he was, uh, he, sp- he spoke with an accent. He was a foreigner. Oh, very much so. Okay. Yes. And, and this was also many years ago, mm-hmm. but, and so he, he had, you know, he, he kept saying, you know, whatever you want, you know, if you want a thousand dollars then you get a thousand dollars or write a thousand dollars. And I said, wow. and, you know, and I went and I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. A lot of you girls know, and I walked, have done that, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I walked over with my manager and I said, I can't do this. You know, I, 
And he said, well, you, he said, you put on there whatever you want. And I said, I can't, you know, and so I took it back to him and I said, you know, you put, you write whatever it is that you want to give me. I just, he, his, his bill was like $12. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how am I going to, and so he wrote me a hundred dollar tip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he was like, you are such a nice girl and all of this, you know, and of course I'm really young and I'm like, what in the world just happened? But, and of course there we were right next to the, uh, to the Ford guys and, um, they had the Ford, uh, dealership was next door. So I had a few guys try to buy me a car, but those come with strings. So I was like, mm-hmm. no, thank of you. Course. Yeah. So, okay. but working at Hooters, it was fun and it's, you know, it's a flirty job and, um, and, you know, so you got to expect that kind of stuff. And I think most people do mm-hmm. by now. So, well, I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it and you're not bitter oh, yeah. about your experiences there. Oh, I wanted to bring up in some shots, I think you look like a young Camille Keaton. Has anybody else ever told you that? No, I've not heard that one. Really? Okay. Mm- so I guess huh. I'm the only one who's caught that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Now, on to your acting. You started acting just within the last few years, I believe? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, the last four. Okay. What was actually your first role? What would you consider your very first role? Well, technically, I got into this doing background. Mm-hmm. Um, when, and well, let's say your way- first speaking role. Okay. Well, and I started doing a lot of independent stuff right off. So I had a few little roles in, um, in, you know, some independent things, but my first real speaking role in a film or TV show was for the, um, for the vault and for, and, but it really wasn't speaking. And then also for the stand against evil and, you know, and that was killing going after the, the girl, but with, um, pool fan film, that was, um, the speaking role in there. Um, I don't know if you've come across that, but yeah, I have. Um, the I haven't uh, seen the short, Black, but yeah, I've. yeah, Deadpool, Black Panther, The Gauntlet is, um, uh, and I had the locations on that um, and helped out with that. Okay, so you're also a stunt driver, and you yes. work you work for a company. Uh, yes, called Precision Pre- Drivers Unlimited. Right, right. How long have you been, have you been working for them? Um, for about three years, maybe a little more. We all had, uh, or several of us have um, have taken Grady Bishop's course. He just moved uh-huh. from from Tampa up here to Atlanta, and um, he's got the extreme uh, extreme stunt driving team uh-huh. and all that fun stuff. So we went and trained with him, and um, and we've been driving on sets. I've driven on uh, twelve now between tv shows and um and film now what got you interested in stunt driving have you always just enjoyed cars and um, yes, driving I, and... you know driving in atlanta mm-hmm. you've got to know how to drive and there's you know all roads lead to atlanta but there's a million different ways to get there and you know and then we have a lot of fun roads to drive on so i have plenty of practice space and have kind of all of my life you know and enjoyed driving and but um, but then started getting my vehicle. They wanted my vehicle for film. I had a uh, a silver Tacoma mm. um, pre runner, so they they wanted it. And the the precision team had seen me and said, "Hey, you really know how to drive. You can back up your car and not run it all over the road." And and you know, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can drive anything." And and I've driven dualies and box trucks and just whatever. It doesn't matter. And little cars, big cars, big trucks. Mm. And I just don't care. And so 
they said, uh, you know, so they we went in the parking lot and trained and did a few things and they kept going, you know, it was like, okay, let's do this. So I got on the team and then did the stunt training and, and I actually got, um, the, the team had selected, uh, you know, male and female best, um, performer during that, uh, the whole training thing. And I got that from out of the females that were there. So that was cool. Oh, cool. Now, what are uh, some of the, uh, specific driving stunts you've done in films? Um, well, the three six for um, for a couple of independent films, I had to bring in the a team of you know special ops that were going in to kill, and uh, and so I came in in a Mini Cooper and brought it in sideways and spun and then took off and um, and then came back in for a pickup and, um, and that was a that was a cool one. But most of what what we do is precision and uh, stunt support. So. Mm-hmm. Like for Baby Driver, um, you know, they'll they'll lock down the interstate and they'll have the whole team is out here making traffic and blocking, you know, what is going on for the scene so that the stunt team can do all of their crashes and whatever it is that they're going to do, blow up the cars and mm-hmm. all of that. And the stuff for Triple Nines when we had that lockdown on the on the bridge and they they actually blew up um, three minivans that week and brought us back a a second time several months a couple months later mm-hmm. to do another one because they said that one wasn't big enough and so they they made that last one very big and you know of course they're rigging up the you know gunshots to come off of my car and other people's cars you know windows are being busted out and it's amazing mm-hmm. what all they go through you know to to put together a scene and um the explosives are really fun to watch and have you ever had any mishaps on the set or near mishaps? Close yes. calls. Yes, there there have there have been some, and um, you know, and that happens though. I mean, you're dealing with a, a set that their main concern is the safety of the actors and mm-hmm. and all of their crew and everyone on the set. It's, it's very evident and clear when you get on set. Safety is first. But you're dealing with humans and right. mechanical errors, and there's just no telling what can yeah. go wrong. Yeah, stuff Plus, happens. you know, yeah, and then you've got just outside interferences mm. where I've been on sets and people have driven through the barricades and they're coming through the set on both ends on a street that's been locked down all day. Uh-huh. But, you know, and they were drunk, of course, mm. and went to jail promptly. But, you know, so they they do, you know, the best that they can, Mm -hmm. you know, for safety and and keeping everybody safe. But things go down dealing with fire and and blowing up a a van. You know, there's going to be shrapnel. There's going to be stuff. And and things did, you know, little pieces did make it to my vehicle, which was sitting eight cars back from where that was actually going on. Mm -hmm. But. You can still, you can feel the heat, you can feel yeah. it all. And but has anything ever happened that's required a trip to the hospital or emergency room? Not or? for me. Mm-hmm. Not for me. No, thank goodness. No, not for me. And not for anyone that I'm close to, but I have heard of some that productions, you know, don't, they want to keep that stuff, you know, as quiet as possible. Yeah, yeah, but, um, but yes, things, things do happen. And, mm-hmm. Things that I have seen that, and they take them out. They do whatever mm-hmm. 
they okay. have to do. And, and then, and a lot of times, you know, they'll come and visit them in the hospital. You know, they're always really good about that too. And well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, you now, better come see me in the hospital <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and the insurance should cover. Um, oh, and it does. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. Okay. So I noticed from a video that you've also had some firearms training. Yes. Well, was that just you know, a one-time thing or, you know, being in the South and well, really much of anywhere in the u.s um Uh you know we shoot and um and hunt and uh so i've been i've been shooting guns since the 90s and um Mm -hmm. um and you know and i've taken uh hand-to-hand combat training uh i know a lot of uh military and they're very special people and Mm -hmm. have spent a lot of time with me and uh and have taught me a lot of self-protection and um, and things to do, which is very good for any female, mm-hmm. which, yeah, you know, anyone really, but it is good to know how to protect yourself. And, yeah. um, and so, but yeah, for film, you know, it's, it's come in very handy and I've done a lot of on camera training too, cause it's, it's different, you know, when you're, when you're in a, a battle or a fight with someone, you know, you don't want to really make contact. And yeah. so you have to know how to do that and how to fall and how to take a hit because some stuff does require contact. And, um, it's a lot of in-depth stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've also done some training to prepare for specific roles yes, and scenes yes. you've done. Yes. You have to know how to fall and yeah. you don't want to mess up anything and breaking bones is not what you want to have to deal with in the middle of the scene. So mm-hmm. you have got to be prepared and and know exactly what you're doing before you go and and do a stunt. Now, what kinds of weapons have you trained with? Um, well, all handguns and rifles, um, mm-hmm. knives, and uh, anything in particular for a certain movie or scene? No, not yet. I would like to do some sword training, and I've mm-hmm. done a little of that. You know, I've had a couple uh, people work with me, but I haven't done a scene for it. And you know, and when you're doing when you do get a role with a scene for something like that, you would go and train heavily for several weeks so that you are fluent and mm. and look like you know what you're doing. Right. So. so as we speak, you have a soon upcoming appearance at Tricon Multi-Fandom Convention. Yes, that's in uh, Evansville, Indiana. Right. Can you tell me about that? Um, well, I've not ever been there before, um, and so this will be my first time going to that convention. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I, I just got the new 2017 calendars in mm-hmm. it with with my picture on the cover. Okay, so and, a lot uh, of Walking Dead fans will be there. Uh, yes, I, I'm Have you ever met any Walking Dead fans who are like really out there, really obsessed with the show? I mean, more than the usual Walking Dead fan? Um, I don't know what's unusual. Well, I mean, maybe you know, somebody everybody... who just lives for it. Yeah, I mean, there really are. Of course, there's a lot of people that come in costume and come in character. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I had this one um, just up in Hickory, North Carolina, a couple uh, weeks ago that they came as Michonne's pets and had were on chains. And the girl was toting them around, you know, and they never broke character. Mm -hmm. They stayed their character the whole time. And I was like, that's just too cool. Y'all Y'all are awesome. <laughs> yeah. And that's that goes on all day long. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of that, the cosplaying and, and that. What's the strangest mm-hmm. thing you've ever been asked to autograph? Um, I really haven't had anything weird yet. It's all been T-shirts and... Uh, Never a prosthetic head or arm or something like that? 
No. Um, you know, a lot of bags and backpacks, cups, and, um, you know, other calendars. Uh. Let's see. One other event you are slated to be at in the near future is called Haunted Connections. It's a networking event, I understand. Yes, yes. That is with Brent Brooks and Get Connected. And what we are doing is we're putting together a film festival at the Studio Movie Grill on the uh, 27th. And we're having all, you know, of Atlanta's best local talent, um, the uh, the independent films that they've created to be showcased there. And we've kind of narrowed it down to a, a, a great group. And I think we're still taking a few more. We've got two theater rooms for there. And then we're doing a networking event before, during, and after. And mild costumes, you know, not, not really a costume, but more sexy, swanky kind of dress and and nice evening and yeah we're really looking forward to that and we've got some excellent filmmakers mm-hmm. um yeah we just kind of threw that together over the past couple of weeks and said let's do this and we're also several of the walkers are doing a um kent wagner and i have uh, planned to do at the graveyard tavern in east atlanta on mm-hmm. the um on the 23rd for the premiere mm-hmm. of uh season seven and so we're going to do also a benefit for paxton um we had done one uh at terminal west uh, several months ago and and that turned out really great but uh but our little boy paxton is um acquiring a lot of bills for his family and mm-hmm. so we want to help him out and so we're doing that from four to eight just before the show starts and then we'll get ready for walking dead to come on and that'll be a fun day and anybody who wants to come out y'all you know where we'll be Okay, outstanding. Graveyard Tavern. Okay. Okay, I'll definitely post all the info along with your interview. Now, do you have any hobbies or interests that most people don't know about? Oh. Do you know uh, stuntwoman Tammy Baird? Do you know her? No, I don't know her. The name does sound familiar. Well, uh, yeah, she's a Hollywood stuntwoman. And Uh um, she's done things like fall out of buildings, get set on fire, hit by cars. Mm-hmm. And I asked her this question, and she collects Pez, you know, the candy dispensers. Yeah. That's something that, yeah. you know, nobody really knew other than, I guess, people close to her. Do you have any, huh. you know, anything, any collection, any hobby, interest, skill that you don't put um, on your bios, you don't put on your resume? Just Yeah, I used to be a custom cabinet maker. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I used to. I, I can... Uh, I can use pretty much any tool designed for woodworking and oh. um, and some metal. Uh, I had a cabinet shop in um, in Fayette County for for several years really? with You're my family. Yes, when I was married, um, we had that together, and okay. and so um, so I learned. We had it was a family business, so we learned how to do everything from from scratch to install and ended up doing the office end of it with the blueprints and bidding and takeoff bids. And so do you still do a little of that these days? Well, I, I do not. Um, but that end of business has helped me a lot in what I do and Mm. promoting myself and promoting other people and promoting other productions and getting people, you know, to work and, um, and building sets and, Mm -hmm. All of that. Yeah, it, I can imagine. You know, it, it, it has, you know, everything that I've done and throughout my life, I am drawing on it for the film industry. So it's it really has been a benefit. And I know how to play with wood and tools and all that fun stuff. All right, Yay. that's fascinating. <laughs> okay, so with that, I'll say what a pleasure it's been talking with you, Kristen. In closing, do you have any shout-outs to anyone? 
Um, I would like to say hello to my beautiful daughters, uh, Kelsey, Ashlyn, and Ruby. And so there's another little piece of information I suppose you have now. Um, but yes, they're, they are my biggest blessings in life, and I love them very, very much. Okay. Oh, just one more question. Since you did graduate zombie school, I want to ask you this. Uh, I want to ask you what your theory is on this. Now, I'm, I assume you saw the Night of the Living Dead, the original. Yes. Okay. All right. In the opening scene when Johnny and Barbara are in the graveyard, the very first zombie came upon them. You recall this? Mm. He said, they're coming to get you, Barbara. And she said, stop it. You're being childish. And then the zombie approaches. Do you remember the scene? Uh, it, yeah, it has been a very long time. Yeah. I've not, I haven't seen it recently. Okay. Well, and do you recall uh, the zombie attacks Barbara first, and then Johnny pulls him off, and then they wrestle? And mm-hmm. they fall, and Johnny conks his head on a gravestone. Remember that one? Vaguely, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I just wanted to know your theory on this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, as soon as Johnny was knocked out, the zombie, instead of taking a bite out of Johnny, since he had him right there, he immediately focused on Barbara. Why do you think that was? I mean, there there was Johnny. I mean, the zombies were after flesh, and he had him right there, but instead of taking a bite out of him, he just focused on Barbara, got off of Johnny, and started chasing after her. Do you have a theory? Well, guys always go after girls first. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she smelled better. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just thought I'd throw that out. Um, my theory was at that that was the first zombie movie, and of course, you know the zombies, the walkers, they're just running on instinct and they they eat living flesh. Mm-hmm. That's what they do mm-hmm. as zombies, and uh, that's what they did in that film. But they uh, the zombie got off of. You know, somebody he had to munch on and went mm-hmm. after Barbara. And I thought, well, it was because, probably because Johnny conked his head so hard on the tombstone, it killed him, and they only like living flesh. But, that is a good thought. Yeah, but that didn't hold uh, water, because later on in the film, do you remember the scene where the couple go in the pickup truck with Ben to get some gas in the truck because they're going to escape, and there's a incident, and there's a fire, and the truck explodes? Do you remember that? I need to go and get yeah, the movie and I watch guess. it again. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, they were barbecued in the truck, and as uh, soon as the fire died down, the zombies converged and had a barbecue, and they were well dead. So my theory yeah. didn't hold up. So anyway, I just since you're a graduate of zombie school, I thought I'd ask you what your theory on that mm. was. <laughs> yeah, and well, and two, you know, they they have specifically said, you know, this is a different zombie from Night of the Living Dead, and mm-hmm. every one of them, it's all they all move differently. So, but it, they're know. still uh, slow moving on the Walking yes. Dead. I've never seen any yes. now. This uh, remake of Dawn of the Dead, they had fast-moving mm-hmm. zombies that would run and jump and yeah. do all that, and that was really terrifying. But I notice on Walking Dead, they they're slow moving. Yes. Across the board. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, then. So, once again, it's been a pleasure, Kristen. It has been awesome talking to you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So, on behalf of Kristen and myself, I'll say thank you to listeners, readers, and fans of Vital Features. If you like what you see and hear at our website, subscribe and follow us on social media to catch our upcoming interviews with more ladies worthy of a double take. This has been Chris Charles. Mm-hmm.